Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to Believe in Lions, right here on the Believe Podcasting Network, Detroit's number one sports podcasting network. I got Benny Blades here with me, and this is the show where we believe in the Detroit Lions, and by the end of this episode, so will you, despite what happened this past Sunday. Benny, we got week one under our belts. We're going to talk all about it. We got other fun things for the show, but the way that football game ended was not fun. How you doing today? Oh, I'm really not feeling it today. <laughs> I got beat up royally down here in South Florida. Oh, man, I, I I can only imagine because this game was put to bed. I thought we were going to win by two-plus touchdowns. Me and you both had Ws. And then the Detroit Lions went into prevent mode. They started getting sliced up by Mitch Trubisky, which is an absolute embarrassment, and found a way to lose this football game. I said, we're going to talk all about it. I've got a couple surprises up my sleeve, and I can't wait to get your opinion on things like the Jamie Collins ejection. We're going to talk about um, how Matt Stafford played, Adrian Peterson, and uh, just losing this lead. we got to talk all about it. But before we do that, let's go ahead and get our sponsors in here, betonline.ag. And, and why do we do that, Benny? Where do we got ahead when we get our sponsors in here? Well, first we got to have the people to believe in the Lions. After, after week one, I will not jump off the bandwagon because why? I believe in the Detroit Lions. I believe we're going to right the ship and we're going to go on and we're still going to win the division. I'm going to still believe in my Lions. Absolutely. Benny believes. Let's get our sponsors in here. Hit the pay window. That's what I was going for, Benny. And we'll be right back after the break. Everybody, we'll be right back. The wait is finally over. Football is back. I mean, you might not be at the game this year. But you can still be in on the action at Bet Online. Now, if you want to go big this year, put your money on the Detroit Lions. Yeah, you heard it here first, right on Believe in Lions. That's the way to go in 2020. From game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Everybody, thanks so much for listening to our sponsors. Please go please go to betonline.ag. Check them out. Um, you definitely want to do that. And the Lions are going to be underdogs against the Green Bay Packers. We'll also get to that today. But they may pull out a sneaky victory. But we're here to talk about the Chicago Bears game, Benny. Um, tough ball game. Before we get to that, there was a news item that I want to bring up here off the top. And it wasn't necessarily Lions related, but I thought it might be something to interest you. Benny, the Big Ten is back. Today, Derek, I heard that today. I, I thought to, about you. <laughs> I today, had to get my Michigan back in October, in. baby. <laughs> I had to get my theme song. Now we can. Now we can have some fun. You got your Hurricanes playing the Louisville a big game this weekend for for you because you know it's all about them Canes. But now it's all about my Wolverines in late October. So all is world right with the world in college football, right? Uh, it's all right. It's all right. <laughs> all right. I had to get that off the top. But 
Benny, so the Lions, here's where we'll start with this. So they, they came out. I felt like they started really slow once again. Both of us talked about them starting fast. I mean, this game is basically, you know, 3-3 three to three after the first quarter, 6-6 six, six with only two minutes left in the second half. I mean, what do you think about how they started this game? I feel like they just still were just, you know, three and out, not looking too sharp, just not very good. What do you think? Well, I had to unfortunately listen to it on the radio because being in South Florida, COVID, there was nothing going on down down here to where I couldn't get the Lions game. There was not a sports bar that I can go into to catch it live on TV. So I was absolutely losing my mind that we, we started the game off as slow as we did. And then... <laughs> what happened? I ain't, we, but we're going to talk about that later on. But like I told you last week, we had to start this game off fast. And that way we had to run the ball in the fourth quarter. We started off slow, you know, but, but like I told you, all of that right up is because there was no preseason games. And so, yeah, we started off a little sluggish. But halftime, we were still up. Right. Well, okay. here, here's the thing. Let me get to that, because like you say, the beginning of the game, I just felt like, you know, yeah, we made a few plays here or there, but just a lot of back and forth. You know, we're also not letting Chicago do anything. So, you know, that was encouraging. But like I said, they got Mitch at quarterback. So why do we expect them to do anything? Uh, their running game wasn't doing a ton, a little few runs here or there. Uh, we were hitting a few runs, mostly by Adrian Peterson. I mean, the 35 year old looked like a man child. Uh, well, he put up 93 yards rushing in this game, 21 yards receiving every time he touched the football this guy was galloping making jump cuts really looked sharp uh tremendous to see him out there but here's the thing benny so it's six six with two minutes left in the second half uh to go to halftime the lions get a fortunate break where the bears go three and out have to punt it back to us where they shouldn't have given us back the football we go bing bam boom right down the field touchdown to tj Hawkinson and then we come right back after the half and we go put another one on them and then we get a stop and we get a field goal so we went from sluggish to just playing lights out football I mean I I just can't understand sometimes the the flip switches with these guys where they looked unbeatable there I thought this game was over early in the third quarter like I said listening to it (laughs) I, I I was just, my, my mouth was wide open. I was like, okay, we got this game. We've got this game. I'm not going to lie to to the listeners. At the end of the third quarter, I says, you know what? You know, I, I got my Uh-oh. grandkids. Let me, let me go and have a little fun with them while they're over here. When I got back in the house. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> you got to be kidding me. <laughs> oh. A 21-point lead. I says, there's no, it's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. I had to call Lomas Brown after the game. Lomas saying, "Bro, uh, it was terrible, man. It was terrible." <laughs> and, uh, you know I mean? and, and that's the thing. There, there was no nobody had words to describe to me. I didn't get to watch it, so I'm I'm really upset how bad it was. And I keep looking at the stats, and I'm like, how? I mean, Mitch Trubisky did not have one of those games where he threw for 400 yards. I'm like, what really happened? You know, oh, I'm, my look, goodness. I'm looking at all the offensive stats. I'm like, the, the guy was 20 for 36. He averaged 6.7 yards a throw. Right. But <laughs> he hung 21 points up. <laughs> three tutties no picks towards the end of the game like like this is on there's a couple unbelievable things is what you just said benny first of all you've done what other lions fans have done i actually have a story this is in reverse of that it was probably gosh this is probably a handful of years ago whatever it was lions cowboys lions getting whooped on by 21 points uh i rarely will you know 
eject from the game or just say this one's over. For some reason that day I was so disgusted. I took the jersey off. I went ahead and and took a shower and I came back out and the Lions had come back from 21 plus points down. That's the play Matt Stafford, you know, fake spiked it, jumped in and uh, I was going crazy. So that was the reverse of what we had this week because like you said, many Lions fans, yourself included, decided Oh man, this 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 game's 23-6. The Bears have a, a pretty wretched offense. The Lions are playing pretty decent across the board. This this one's over. No no worries. And sure enough, slowly but surely the Bears came back. So that's the first incredible part. The second incredible part, Benny, is guess guess what? I've got exclusive Lomas Brown audio of that of what he told you on that phone call. Do you want to hear this? Yes, please. This this is Lomas's reaction to that comeback, and you verified it. That's terrible. That's terrible. That's terrible. <laughs> Lomas thinks it's terrible, and I agree with him because, gosh almighty, like, how do you not play defense? We pulled out the old Swiss cheese defense once again, and Mitch Trubisky was throwing it short, deep. I mean, just lighten us up. All we had to do was maybe make one or two more plays at the end of this game, and we win it. But instead, I mean, they slowly crept back. We give it away. Um, gosh, I don't even know. I don't want to get to the very end yet because we got so much to talk about. But one of the main yeah. things I want to ask you about, and I'm really curious on your opinion with this because I've heard lots of people say something. I don't know that you're going to agree with what they said, but what did you think about Jamie Collins? Like he, he's demonstrating to the ref that the other guy is dipping his head. That's not allowed in the league. I know back when you played, that was a common occurrence, but he's trying to show him. And the guy like leans in and takes a, a wrestling bump, you know, off his helmet and then throws a flag and then ejects the guy. I mean, I've heard many of people say, if you touch a ref, you're ejected, but I felt like it was embellished as well as just a non-common sense to just throw this guy out of the game. Um, what do you think? Um, Unfortunately, those are the rules of the game. I do I agree with it? No. I ref um football nowadays and I I allow, you know what I mean, the people to demonstrate what is it that you're talking about so I can get a better and clearer picture of right. what's going on. And so I know a lot of people that I referee with, no, they're not supposed to be touching us. A lot of refs are, they don't want to be touched at all. You know, it's like they're prima donnas. And right. so the rules do, it does state if you touch the referee in any capacity, you're going to be ejected. I've, I myself have gotten ejected from a football game for touching a referee. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't agree with it because if I'm trying to demonstrate you to you what they're doing to me, how do I demonstrate without showing you? So I, I guess I, I, I don't know. I guess my comment or my reasoning too though was when you're dealing with a, a helmet as well as the guy ducking down and the ref kind of walking into him, like it's hard to judge. Like you know, his helmet wasn't like it's not like he went up and speared the referee. He put his helmet down. The ref was walking up and they kind of walked into each other. It's hard to judge, you know, how far you are away. You know, when when speaking with someone, when one guy has a helmet and the other person doesn't. So. I felt like it was just one of those things where I was okay with the penalty. Um, you know, obviously it's not something you should naturally do, but I didn't know it was thrown out. And I feel like that really affected the Lions. That was, gosh, where do I have it? I thought I wrote down when that occurred. That was kind of early second quarter. I believe like 12 minutes, yeah, 12 minutes left in the second quarter. Our, our coverage linebacker that we've talked so much about on this show is, is out of the game, and now we're trying to figure it out. And and Benny, we got to talk about the cornerbacks. We we had like Jeff Okuda, the number three pick, the guy you've talked a ton about. The the young fella doesn't play. I mean, next thing you know, True Font's out. Next thing you know, Justin Coleman is out. Um, it's it's just a a med unit there in the in the cornerbacks and with the hamstring injuries like no Kenny Galladay you know our right tackle's not playing like the lion just got killed again by injuries tell me if you've heard that before yeah I've heard I've heard that before I mean like I told you earlier in our shows Derek when you that's the problem when you don't have preseason games and like people say there's no hitting during practices you can only simulate a touch and there's no full speed practices that are going on and that that's what's going to happen early 
in in uh, in in season. You know, it's going to be a, a medic war, not not only for the Lions, but just for football teams around the country. I mean, I, I've been reading some of the the press clippings. You you got people like Tom Brady says it feels like he's already played a whole season because right. when you cannot simulate getting hit. There's no preseason games. And now you got a guy that's barreling down on you and he's going 100 miles an hour and you're not used to that. Your body's going to ache. And so a lot of these guys are just going to either have to toughen up and say, I'm going to play with a slight hammy if it's not really bad. I mean, you, you got to just kind of, you know, suck it up and go to the masseuse and go to all those people that's going to make you feel better. But, you know, we got another division rivalry game come Sunday. You, right. you, you, we, we need our best out on the field. Right. Yeah. Word, word was today that Jeff Okuda was out practicing. So, I mean, you're the guy that can speak to it. But, I mean, from an outsider looking in, it always pretty curious when, you know, these hamstring injuries keep guys down or, like you said, how, how much can you tough through and still play? And where's that cutoff line where you're going to hurt your team if you go out there? Because the worst part about these injuries was Okuda was fine until probably Wednesday, Thursday. And then all of a sudden you get word, um, you know, he has tweaked hamstring. And you think, oh, he'll probably play Sunday. Same with Kenny. Like he'll be out there. It's just, he might not be at full, full go. And to not have them at all, especially Jeff Okuda, when you didn't have him at all, and then you had two to three other corners that dropped, you want to talk about a reason why we lost this game, why we gave up a 20-plus point lead. I mean, we've got we've got guys playing corner on some of the best Chicago receivers wow. that are, are special teams gunners, you know what I mean, that should not be out there. And those were the guys getting roasted and toasted like a uh, an old an old piece of, uh, of white toast there in the, in the oven. It was, it was nasty, Benny. And, Benny, I got to get you on this thing called YouTube because – because we got to have you putting your eyes on this football game. I know listening to your boy Lomas and Dan Miller's got to be good on the old radio, but we, we got to get you videotape and you can find it at youtube.com. You can watch the whole game in probably 10 minutes. So I'll, I'll make sure to get that to you so we can get you the, uh, the expert I, I eyes on this game. Derek, Derek, I told you I am not tech savvy. So you have to send it to me so I can download it on the iPad and I can watch it. I'm trying to I'm, I'm, I'm trying to help you. I'm adding that to my list, Benny, of them of the tech support that I'm giving you here on the show. But one thing I want to know from you before we keep this moving, that is there a is there a college somewhere out there, maybe like a university of some sort that that can that just presses out corners, safeties, you know, all the best cover guys in the game. Who might that be? That university. That's all you had to say. The you, baby, the you. There it is. That's what I was looking for. They they, they always put out corners, safeties, defensive players. I mean, I, I, how are you going to do against Louisville? Throw, throw out a prediction for the people since I know you're all about that you. Prediction? It's a, it's a win. We win by 10. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Well, look. We 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 got ourselves a quarterback now, baby. We gonna we gonna we gonna be okay. And like I I let me let me let me back up a little bit. I had to call my nephew. He had he had a tremendous game, but like I told him, he's got to talk to his other mates. You can't have just like my lions. Okay, you can't have one corner playing extremely well and the other two getting roasted like it's a bomb squad. You know, right. no, 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 no. We we need three guys playing as one, gelling together. So I had had that talk with with, with uh little, little nephew, but you know, my cane's gonna be all right. We're gonna be all right. All right. You like you say that's that's huge for your college team. Uh, I, I wanted to let you get that in because we know that's part of the show. The people love when Benny talks about the you baby. It's all about the but that's totally, you know, right where we're talking about with the Lions. They had no continuity in coverage. We already knew coming into the season, coverage was an issue. It, they could not get after the quarterback. Benny, when I when I send you the footage of this game, I'm sure you even heard on the radio, the Lions got nowhere close to the quarterback the whole game. I mean, these guys were Velcroed to offensive linemen. I mean, Trey Flowers got a couple pressures. I mean, he's the $18 million man. He should get in there a couple times, but... 
it was embarrassing. Not only did they not get in there, a couple times they got clean. The young kid Okwara, who we've talked about as a rush player, he totally whiffed, you know, and got us got us beat, I think, for a big play um, on a pressure that he should have had. So it was it was another game where the Lions just could not get any pressure on the opposing quarterback, and that's going to kill them this next game against Green Bay. So they got to get that fixed. Well, I've always said it, and I'm going to continue to say it. Offensive lineman, defensive lineman. That's where you win ball games. I'm going to take my hat off because not one time, not one time. No, I take that back. A couple of times he, he got a couple of pressures on Matt Stafford. Okay. But our, our left tackle, you know, what did I tell you last week? Yep. He did a yep. he did he did a fine job. He did a fine job. Okay. Taylor but Decker the, did great against Khalil Mack, no doubt about yep. it. Yep. But on the other side, like you said, we got no pressure. We're talking about Mitch Trubinsky. Oof. A guy, I I I think I think I can go and play quarterback right now better than Mitch Trubinsky. <laughs> I think you could. Yeah. There's no doubt about it. You know what I mean? But yet we got no pressure on this guy all game. Come on. We, we here's a couple situations that I want to get your opinion on. So again, 23, six third quarter, then the, the lions did something that still confuses me. So it's 23 to six. They, they have the football, Matt Stafford, for no reason that I can figure out decides to roll out. He's he's rolling out. He's near the sideline. There's nobody open. Instead of throwing it away, he just takes like a 15-yard sack that then makes it a 55-yard field goal attempt. So the only thing I can figure out is that he, he held on to the football to keep the clock running, but you push this pretty much out of field goal range. Now I have some friends who are like, oh, 55 for Prater, that's no problem. Okay, well, it was a problem because he hit it off the upright. And first of all, Benny, when you're still up big points, I mean – you want to go up 26 to six. I mean, to me, that's, that's not a big difference between 23. So like I punt the football there and just go ahead and play defense. I mean, that seemed to really spark them. And then Matt Stafford had an interception deep in our territory as well to pretty much give them a really short field. I mean, those are two big mistakes by the quarterback. But like, but like I told you last week, Derek, when we're up, we, we got to learn as an offense, we have to learn to run the ball. We're going to have to. That, that's going to have to be our bread and butter going down, you know, late in the year. If, we, if we're up double-digit points, we're going to have to learn to run the ball. You cannot leave the ball in the Matthew Stafford's hands. I know he's, he's trying to have an MVP year, but you got – Adrian, say, say his name, Peterson. Peterson. Right <laughs> yeah. Okay. Be- Benny, wait till I send you this video. Wait till you see Adrian Peterson. This looked like the Adrian Peterson from his first, second year in the league with Minnesota. He was, he was, every time he got the football, it felt like he got 10 to 12 yards. He was just galloping through the defense, running people over. I mean, it was something to be seen. You're going to jump out of your chair when you see what he did. Uh, the stats are one thing, but the way he ran the ball, I mean, he put carry on Johnson and they didn't really even feature Deandre Swift, except for one play that we'll talk about here in a minute. Um, but Peterson was absolute stud in this game, no doubt. Yeah, well, we, we're gonna we're gonna need him later on in, in the year. You got to find a way to run that football. Yep, and, and like you said, that was an issue because when I went back, sometimes I got to go back and rewatch a game because I'm I'm working on projects or I'm doing a million things too while I'm while these games are going on. And when I went back and watched it, it was like. Peterson was was good, but towards the end, like you say, he they got away from it just in these weird moments, like first down when they should just be running clock with the run game. They're they're throwing the football or third and short instead of running it, we're throwing it, stopping the clock. Like those are the things that really come back and bite you. And like I said, that's why I'm saying even if you think you could have made the field goal, you punt because not only does it flip the field position, but that clock keeps running. I mean, when you know your defense can't stop anybody, you got to keep that clock moving, and, and they didn't do that enough. 
Well, and also on the defensive side of the ball, though, you have to learn, like you just said, they had a short field. You still have to learn how to get off the field. I don't care if you're playing with your fourth team corner. He's a professional. He's getting paid. He's not in college anymore, okay? He's getting paid to play a position. I don't care if the guy's an all-pro and you're the fourth corner. If if you don't want him to score, hold him. Put the ball on the two-yard line. If you're just going to get beat that bad, okay? (laughs) My thing is, when you're a professional, you rise up to the professional ranks and you play the best ball that you can play because you're on an NFL team. So that's why when people say, well, no, he's, he's a fourth string corner. Is he on the team? Then he's getting paid. <laughs> if, if, if you you know my motto, if you don't feel as though you're not good enough, don't go to the pay wonder. Don't pay. <laughs> Absolutely, I was gonna say we, we need a little speech from you maybe for a few of these guys because some of them don't need to be visiting the window this week. Right. <laughs> I mean because the way they played. I don't I don't I don't want I don't want to hear you talking about. Well, I'm the fourth, you know, string corner. Really? How about they pay you? They don't pay you that week because that's the way you feel. No, your job is to go out there and produce. Yeah. There, you know, there, there's there's never been a uh, sentiment coming from our defensive unit that, well, if Benny goes down, Harry's not going to step up and play just as well as Benny's going to play. Yeah, He may not yeah. be a Benny Blaze, but he's going to go out there and he's going to play lights out football. It's next man up. And so I don't, when people say, well, no, I don't want to hear that. I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't take excuses like that very well because you were up and you gave up 21 points to a bottom tier quarterback in this league. But I got to jump in. Here's one thing I want to know straight from you, straight from Benny Blades, legendary safety for the Lions. Like you say next man up. That's all you hear from coaches. I don't want any excuses. Like, is there no cutoff point? Because when when I don't have my number three pick, when I don't have my veteran true font, when I lose my slot corner in Coleman, um, you know, there's got to be a cutoff point at some point where I'm losing three to four guys at one position, especially the cornerback position. I mean, and like no, no, say, no. McCray was the guy out there that was, you know, he had had some moments in camp, but he's not a cover guy. And he was the guy that was getting burnt over the top. He, I think there was two touchdowns just on him alone. And, uh, you know, at some point, like, you're just so beat up that you can't do much. And they just could not do much for the end of this game to cover anybody. Well, here, here's what happens. The reason coaches says next man up, because they kept those guys on the roster because they thought they were better than everybody else. So if that coach thinks you're as good as his first team or second team guy, he's keeping you on the roster for a reason. So when he says next man up, he believes that in his mind that this kid can come in and he can give me two or three quarters when I need for him to give me two or three quarters. I'm not saying he's going to be a starter, but when I need him, he can come and fill a void for a short period of time. Next man up. That's not saying he's going to replace, your, of course, an all-pro guy, but he can give me at least a couple of quarters. If you can't give me a couple of quarters, I don't need you coming to my pay window. I just don't. I'm sorry. Okay, well. I agree with you there, but again, I'm the GM of the show. You're the star player. So as the GM, yeah, I kept McCray on the roster, but I kept him on the roster because he's a hell of a special teams guy and he can run down and, and, and blow up people on kicks. I know he can't cover top flight receivers, and we saw that on Sunday. So, you know, he is a cornerback listed, but my worst nightmare is that he has to go out there and, and take significant snaps, which he did on Sunday, and that killed the Lions. It's going to continue to kill the Lions unless we can get the young fella out there, and he's going to have his troubles, as we talked about, because he's going to be his first time. But, 
you know, I feel much better if we can get Trufant and Okuda back out there this Sunday against Green Bay. We got to make time for that a little bit too, Benny. Got to give a little preview of that. But can I give you some positives? Let's do a little positives, and then I want to talk yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, I want to yeah, talk please. about the final drive that happened, which. I'm sure you heard it, or maybe you came in after the fact, but we'll talk about not only the final drive by Matt Stafford, but the final play, which is kind of the talk of the town here in Detroit. But let me give you a couple of my positives. So, again, Peterson was a beast. I already mentioned him, gave his stats. TJ Hawkinson, 56 yards, a touchdown. Nobody could guard him, yet they went away from him. They did not feature him kind of in the second half where he should have been used more. Offensive line only gave up one sack total. Obviously created some good rush lanes. I thought that was a good thing. Uh, Tracy Walker, again, had eight, nine tackles, seemed to be all over the football field. He did get uh, beat on a jump ball by Jimmy Graham, gave up a touchdown. I didn't like seeing that from Tracy Walker. And and Quintez Cephas, uh, the rookie I've told you about from Wisconsin, he looks like a man child. He's a he got a ton of targets first game ever, and they were going to him left and right. He looks like he's going to be a really good pro. Um, our punter, you know, was averaging 50 plus yards a punt. Jared Davis, who everybody beats up on, seemed to have a, multiple good plays that I saw. So, you know, overall, there was there was lots of good things to hang your hat on. And what I was talking to my friends about is it's 23-6. I mean, we're we're about to walk away from this game. Many Blades is checked out because this game's over. That's how it should have went down. The fact that we're talking about not only a comeback, but a loss, and a loss the way it happened is absolutely inexcusable. So there are things to hang your hat on and to build off, but you got to get healthy, and you have to find a way to close football games. I mean, talk about closing people out, Benny. We talked about it takes a mentality. But how does this team put all this to bed? And next thing they're up seven or fourteen, put a W in the win column. How do they get that done? Well, like I, I'm gonna say it, and I'm gonna continue to say it. <laughs> it becomes a habit. You got to believe in your heart that whomever is on the field, I don't care who, whomever is on the field in the fourth quarter. We got to believe in every last person in the huddle that we're going to win the ball game. If they, if they go down and they score seven, you got to tell yourself, don't come back in this huddle. If you're not going to, if we're not going to stop them every time after that, it needs to be three or six and out. You can't be no quick touchdowns. No, those, those, those things cannot happen. It's a mentality that, that comes from the mind that starts from the heart. Because once you start believing in your heart that we're going to win ball, close ball games, blowout ball games in the fourth quarter, then that's when the mentality will start. I, I, I truly believe that. And as I've seen it time and time and time again. I don't care what sport it is. You could just see the dejection and just watch Derek. People who don't believe in themselves when a team scores real quick on them and they're still up by 14, the dejection, the shoulders slump. Oh man, here we go again. No, you, you got to believe that I am the best thing out here. I told Mad Dog today on his show, I said, in the fourth quarter, me and Chris Spillman would have been jumping over top of each other to try to make a tackle. There's no way I'm going to let you score 14 more points. Oh, are you kidding me? No. I think I think it's a tremendous mentality. We got to let the the 2020 Detroit Lions let them know that they need to B L E A V that they can win these games because I am so sick. Like I continue to watch this game and say, oh, like they yeah okay they they got seven, but we'll come back and get points. Nope. All right, they they came down, got some more points, but we should be able to to run this clock. Nope. Next thing you know, oh, they're not going to go in and put another touchdown on us, go up four. Worst they would do is maybe tie this game late. Nope. <laughs> they go up four. And then let's get to it, Benny. The, the They're up four. I think I don't have it in front of me, but Matt Stafford had maybe like, I think it was after the two-minute warning. So let's say like a minute 50-some left, something like that. Uh, all of his timeouts pretty much. And 
sure enough, even though I'm yelling at my TV most days, hurry up, let's go. He he methodically moved them down the field, a couple big chunk throws, 30-yard throws, you know, a third down conversion, which was huge, I think, to Danny Amendola. Next thing you know, Lions are, are down inside the 20. I want to say they were at about the 18, 16-yard line, somewhere in that range, about, eh, about 12 seconds to go. Set Hut, get back to Matt Stafford. He, he scans the field. He throws a laser beam, Benny, right to the rookie. We've talked about him a lot on this show. We, B-L-E-A-V in this guy, DeAndre Swift out of Georgia. This ball couldn't have been more perfect in his hands. He, he catches it about eyes high. He All he has to do is catch it up there and fall backwards. He's in the end zone. Ball game is over. Benny, I actually ran from my living room uh, through my home thinking this was a touchdown. The ball game was over only to come back to see he had dropped the football. He tried to tuck it away for some reason. This ball comes out. I'm sure you've probably seen the highlight. It was an all-time drop, a horrible moment for the young kid. What do you think about this when it's it's the guy's first action? He's a great pass catcher. He's going to be a great football player. He had a walk-in touchdown early. He, He ran some great routes in this game. But to have this ball drop out of his hands, it's the game winner. There's less than 10 seconds left once he would get in the end zone. This ball game is over. What did you think about this play and that final drive? Should have been a win for the Lions, despite all the bad we're talking about about the comeback. This was a win. All he has to do is catch it. It's over. Well, I'm I'm, I'm sorry that that happened to our, our young rookie, but it's going to be a defining moment in his long, luxurious career because – He's going to forever think about the one that got away, especially when he, he could have won the game. I mean, I, I saw that highlight and I was like, <laughs> I was like you, why didn't he catch that ball? Mm. It was so you perfect. Hey, it was just, it's probably is the easiest catch he's had in a long time. I mean, somebody and, threw out I mean, the stat. I, he, he, he didn't drop a ball at Georgia, uh, Benny. I think that's the stat. He never had a, a drop pass either in 2019 when he played or maybe his whole career. I don't even know. I'm sure he dropped the ball at some point, but they said in 2019, this guy had no drops yet. He dropped the biggest catch of his life in his first NFL game that wins the football game for us. This is what the guy does. He catches balls for a living as a running back. I mean, gosh, it couldn't have been set up more perfect for him to catch it. He'd be the star of the city right now. <laughs> I just, I mean, like I said, when I saw it, I just felt so bad for the young guy. But, mm. you know, we could talk about him dropping that one. But because I'm a defensive guy, you know, I got to keep beating myself up because we allowed them to score 21. 21. We can beat up the little young rookie about dropping the game-winning pass. But we have veterans on a defense that gave up 21 in one quarter. (sighs) So I'm not, that's why I said, I'm not going to beat the rookie up. Not about that. Yeah. No, that's a good way to think about it. Before we do like a 10 minute on the, on the Packers, since you're on the defense side of the ball, you're putting the onus obviously on them giving up 21 fourth quarter points to Mitch Trubisky. I mean, how are you going to get it fixed? I mean, what's the difference between, uh, or not what's the difference? Like, how do they solve this prevent slash coverage, no pass rush, and actually play tough-nosed defense? I feel like they got enough players, but man, I'm, I was not encouraged by pass rush or coverage and with the injuries we have. I'm not optimistic they can get it solved quickly based on what I saw. Well, they're going to have to get it fixed very quickly. because How? <laughs> We, 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 we are going into Lambeau Field with arguably the, probably he's in the top eight quarterbacks of all time. I hate to so, admit it, but yep. Yeah. And so you cannot go in there without a pass rush. You If you let Aaron Rodgers sit back there without even getting a hand on him, I don't care who we have playing that corner and safety. It's going to be a long day. I'm I'm a, an avid, avid, avid player, coach, ref, fan. You must have pressure on the quarterback. 
a must. And, so and if I'm in that secondary, if I'm one of those linebackers, big dog, y'all got to – come on, we got to eat this week. Yeah. You have to. I'm just trying to figure out, Benny, how they're going to eat because Trey, you got to be able to scheme up blitzes. I didn't see a ton of that. Somebody was saying today, oh, I saw them scheme up some pressures. I, I don't recall much – much heat on the quarterback. The Lions are the only team I watch where the quarterback can sit back there for six, seven, eight, nine seconds, just patting the football. I mean, I watched the Pittsburgh Steelers this week, and it felt like every play they had three guys in the backfield just killing the quarterback against the uh, the Giants, I believe they played. So the, yeah, Matt Patricia and the defense, they got to scheme it up, or they need some to different personnel because – the rookie didn't do anything. I didn't see Jamie Collins pressure the quarterback. I didn't see Johnny Tavai do anything. They didn't send Jared Davis in. I didn't see Oquara, the other Oquara brother, get after it. Like, it can't be Trey Flowers and nobody else. So where's this pressure going to come from? Because I agree with you. They got to find it. You, you got to find it. Because, like I said, if, if you allow Aaron Rodgers six, seven seconds to sit back there, man, look. I don't care if you brought Deion Sanders and, and, and Daryl Green out of retirement. <laughs> you can't cover that long. But Ain't Benny, what do you a... what do you do? Like I'm saying, you've, you 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 got to tell me right now. Look, I'm telling you, my corners you, are all beat up, and I got me? nobody up front. How am I going to get after the quarterback? You going to blitz uh, every you, play? You, look, I would rather for you the blitz, 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 blitzkrieg, baby. Okay, <laughs> blitzkrieg. At least he has to get the ball out of his hands quickly, okay. and we make a tackle. You okay. cannot allow him to just sit back there. I agree, but that that you gave me something then. I mean, you're blitzing. I'm I'm with you on that. I think that should be, but I'm only comfortable doing that if Okuda, Trufant, and uh, you know, a couple of my other decent backups are available. Okay. If I got if I had nobody at corner, it's pretty hard to bring the house. That's not gonna well, end well, well either. Well, if if I'm a corner and I'm a fourth or fifth string corner, and I know he has to get the ball out quickly. I'm going to put my heels at eight yards. The ball has to come out quickly. I'm going to take two small steps. The ball has to come out of his hand. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, we'll see if they do that. I mean, in regard, my take on this game heading to the Packers, we'll put the, put the Bears game behind us, a heartbreaking loss, a game that should have been a, just an easy W. I mean, I was expecting when it was 23-6 to end up, you know, 31 to 14, somewhere in that range, you know, it was kind of where I thought the ball game would kind of end, but obviously it didn't end that way. When we're heading to Green Bay, yeah, it's Green Bay, but there's no fans there. The Packers beat the hell out of the Minnesota Vikings. I think they won by, they put up 40 plus points and all their no-name receivers had good days and obviously Aaron Rodgers had a good day. So they're they're flying high. What I want to see is, will the Detroit Lions, what I put on Twitter, at Derek Oakry, you can give me a follow and you can find Benny Blades at BennyBlades36, is I said, bounce back. You know, show me some, show me some grit. No matter what your injuries, hopefully Kenny will be back. Hopefully you can do something. Bounce back from this game. And you know how I think they bounce back, Benny. You know how I think they go to Lambeau and get this W. Tell me how. Benny, this is going to be a shootout. The Detroit Lions, Matt Stafford, and his wide receivers and tight ends and running backs are going to go out and they're going to score 35 plus points on the Green Bay Packers this Sunday. Mm -hmm. And they are going to find a way to just score one more point than their opponent. We're not going to hang our hat on the defense. I know that's your thing. I know you're, that's where your focus is. I'm saying this is just going to go out and we're going to light up the scoreboard and win this game in an absolute fun shootout for fantasy football and for people that love offense. That's the only way you get it done. You're not winning this game in a 21 17 type ball game. Well, no, I, I I told you before the season started. That's why I didn't want to make a prediction in a score when it came to Green Bay. Come on, we, we like I said, we're arguably in the top eight of all times. It's it's not like he's not going to get his fair share of passes thrown down the field with completions. The thing is, as long as we, at the end of the day, have more points on the board than the Green Bay Packers, I am satisfied. That's but the name have, of the we game. We have to find a we look. We got to find a way for Matthew Stafford. Maybe maybe you can go by there and and tell Matthew that Benny Benny really wants him to have an MVP day. 
Uh, yeah, let, let him know that. All right. Yeah, let, let, let him know. Let him know because uh, I really, I really need a dual fest between those those two guys. I need Matthew to really be on his A game all game long, not just for the first three quarters. Right. All game. Right. Stafford wasn't that sharp in, against the Bears. You know, he had the late drive. He had a nice. You know, st- 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 he had a nice stint from like late second quarter, early third quarter, but there were lots of plays. I mean, you got to remember this guy didn't play the last eight games the last year. There was basically no, you know, offseason program, no preseason. So this is the first action he got. I think he's only going to get sharper, but you don't have time to mess around about Aaron Rodgers. Benny, here's my counterpoint about Aaron Rodgers, though. We beat the hell out of Aaron Rodgers. We've injured him a couple times. We've we've basically beat them twice last year. I can't remember what the year prior to that was, but I guarantee we beat them at least once that year. We've had Green Bay's number. It doesn't matter if it's in Lambeau or at Ford Field. Yeah, years ago and, and even, you know, five, six years ago, they would always get the best of us. We had that ridiculous record that we hadn't won in Green Bay since 91, and the year was like 20, when was that, like 2018 or something, and we hadn't won since 91? Are you kidding me? That's embarrassing, but that we knocked down that record and we, we, we can beat the Packers. So I know a lot of people are thinking, Oh geez, after that lost Chicago, like they're just going to get trounced. I feel offensive shootout. I feel like you do need Kenny Galladay back, but you still, we have better offensive weapons than green Bay. Green Bay has guys named Marquez Valdez Scantling at receiver. They have a guy named Alan Lazard who, yeah, he's big and, and physical, but he was nobody till last year when he killed the lions on Monday night football. You know, they, they have a bunch of no-name tight ends. They've got injuries at the offensive line. Aaron Rodgers, yeah, he's good, but he's also like 36, 37 years old, however old he is now. And he's been falling off the map. Everybody's just writing him into the hall, you know, as the greatest quarterback ever again off one week. Okay, great. You beat up the Vikings. Congratulations. Like, you know, the Lions are going to have to stand up, but I'm not putting Green Bay's offense in the Hall of Fame by any means. They've got a quarterback and a bunch of marginal skill players, so... That's why I'm saying the Lions have to be the better offensive team and their defense has to get it together. I don't know if that's what you said, blitz the hell out of the game or if they're going to have to draw up some crazy coverages or if I don't know what they're going to do, but they have to just hold pad on defense and they didn't do that when it counted most against Chicago. Here's how I think it really, really, really should play out. Okay. The first the first quarter, just like a boxing match, you know, you feel each other out. Yep. You know, I, I think, I, I think you know, it'll be 7-7 seven, seven at the end of the first quarter. Now, here's when the chess match starts. I think the uh, defensive coordinator and Matt Patricia get together and they start running some zone blitzes and kind of confuse him. So that, that way he doesn't know exactly what's going on and – if we can come out of that second quarter with just two, three and outs, and we can score on one of those three and outs, I think we go in at halftime, 17-7, and I'll be happy with that. But we still got to keep the pedal on the gas. Mm-hmm. You can't say, okay, well, no, we're, we're up. With it. Because Aaron Rodgers is still Aaron Rodgers. Mm-hmm. And he'll and he'll find whatever weakness that we have, but if if we don't keep the pedal on the gas, it'll end up being like you said, uh, 31, 31, or thirty to thirty-two ball game going into the fourth quarter, and whoever has the ball last gets the opportunity to win. That's not what we want. I don't mind high-scoring game, but I don't want to have cardiac arrest listening to it (laughs) what uh what's your what's your final score then where do you see this coming out i like your first half i like what the point you made about disguising defense and and being real creative um how how does the end of the game shake out what's your score for as we head into green bay here well like i said the the lions win i I think we, we win by three or four points three or four points we win the game by because for whatever reason you know, unless it's proving me wrong, Aaron Rodgers plays better in the second half than he does the first half. And that's why we have to mix things up defensively and not, and not take our foot off the gas offensively. We're going to have to do something very creative 
other than what we did against Mitch Trubinsky, okay, and, and on the, in the second half, in order for us to win the ball game. But I still, I'm still believing in my Lions. I still, <laughs> I, I really uh, am. I predicted us to be two and zero. I cannot go down zero and two. I cannot. Benny, it's one week. I know your heart is crushed after that loss, as is Detroit, but it's one football game. I mean, you just one game at a time, right? One week at a time. So I'm looking at your your projections. You did have a W, um, 27-24. You also said that you thought number nine would be elite in this game, which I think we both agree he needs to be to keep us in it and have a chance to win it. So my prediction was 35-31 in an absolute shootout fun game to watch the lions get off the carpet, answer the bell and find a way to outscore the green Bay Packers and a shocker in Lambeau field to go to one and one on the season. That's why that's how I B L E A V in this team heading into week two. Well, from a South Florida kid, I definitely B L E A V believe in my Lions, we're going to come, get on that plane from Lambeau Field, victorious. We need the W. You hear me, Matthew? We need the W. <laughs> I, got you, I got you written in as my MVP, baby. Trying to prove that. <laughs> Benny, I love it. Um, I, we knew before we hit record here on this show, it was going to be a tough show because that was a heartbreaking ball game. Um You know, they played well enough to win. They gave it away. Everybody is down. Everybody thinks this is the same old team that can't win at the end of football games. They're going to have to prove everybody wrong. It starts this week in Lambeau against your boy Aaron Rodgers. I think he's very smug. I think he's very arrogant. I think he can throw the hell out of the football, but I think he's going to have a little bit of an off day. The Lions are going to come out guns a-blazing. And that defense with Tracy Walker, Flowers, some of their linebackers, and hopefully I get to see the kid Okuda out there making plays and showing why he was the number three overall pick in the uh, NFL draft there. So I can't wait to see it, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. We'll be back here next Thursday right here on Believe. B-L-E-A-V, Believe in Lions on the Believe Podcasting Network. For me and for Benny Blades, take care, everybody. We're out. I believe, I believe, I believe. If I can get respect from these guys, I'm going to darn well get respect, and I'm going to demand the respect from anyone else. I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe, I believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.